BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Warning. You're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. Welcome to Battleground Live, everybody. It's great to have you here. We are in this is the third week of the show. I can't I can't believe it. Uh, it's been a really, really wild ride and all the people who are watching, who are, are part of Parnell's platoon, who are in the trenches with us every day. I think Darlene said that she left the grocery store early so she can get home in time to watch this show. All of you, I'm so grateful to have you because, you know, this show where the show itself is in its infancy and I, I could not be more grateful to you all for for the support that you that you're giving me for the support that you're giving this show um i really do truly believe that we are building a movement and it's it's fantastic to have you in at the at the ground level for all of this um and so so thank you all um we have a crazy show the deep state has been relentless and i mean completely relentless in its pursuit against Donald Trump, just conducting what we call today lawfare, just death by a thousand cuts on every front in every state, whether it's indictment, trumped up political charges, conjured up legal arguments to have him removed from the ballot. We're going to get into all of it. Uh, before, but before that, I want to thank our founding sponsor, Deepwell. You've heard me say it for two weeks now, and I'm going to say it again today. They their, their faith in me and in this show, Battleground Live, uh, for, it's, it's allowed us to get the show off the ground. We wouldn't be here without them. They're a company that believes in energy independence. They're out there and they're hiring right now. 
Um, and they're growing like gangbusters. And I know the leaders of that company and they're absolutely fantastic people. So, you know, go to deepallservices.com, check out their website, especially if you have people in your family who are looking for a job. They're all over the country. They're down in Texas. They're, they're in the Permian. They're actually expanding out. They're expanding out, um, out to Western Texas and they just opened up a new facility in Midland. And so they are, they're, they're in Louisiana. They're growing all over the place. So, you know, they're hiring. So if you know a family member who who is living through Bidenomics and is struggling to find work, well, Deepwell is an amazing company and they're hiring right now. All you got to do is be willing to do a little hard work. So thank you to Deepwell uh, for taking a chance on this show. Um, before I get into the news cycle, I just have to tell you all that I had one hell of a weekend. Um, I mean, seriously, like you know, I, I know many of you are talking about um and having a you guys have built a a drinking game around how many times i say mouth breather uh which i have to say kudos to the creativity i think that's a pretty damn awesome thing <laughs> if although if i maybe i'll participate one night and and see if i can actually make it through the full hour show because <laughs> i have a feeling i have a feeling that i say the words uh the word mouth breather quite a bit so by the end of the show, I might be feeling a little toasty. So maybe it's not such a good idea that I that I try it out with you all. But again, the fact that this audience is coming up with with games uh, and drinking games like, you know, the mouth breather drinking game. God bless you. Um, we might even build a graphic uh, as we continue to build out that show um, and post the winners on a weekly basis. To, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how we do it. We'll figure out the rules later. Uh, but I had a heck of a weekend. You know, all the kids were here. Um, they were all here at Fort Parnell. And of course, commander, uh, the commander of our household, household six her names, Melanie Parnell is my amazing wife. I mean, she sort of runs the show around here and steers the ship, but it was a little bit of a chaotic weekend. We, what Melanie and I talked about, well, certainly I'll just speak for myself. How about that? Was that, you know, that you're old when all of these movies that are set away in some far distant future like you're watching them with your kids now or something like that, or, or you're just watching them and all the dates that are supposed to happen into the future, into the future are like in the 2020s. <laughs> like this first happened with this first happened with back to the future too. And I, and I wrote down the date, but October 21st, 2015 was the date that they go back to the future. I remember passing that and thinking like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting old. Well, that was, almost 10 years ago. And then uh, Melanie and I were watching Terminator, the original Terminator, uh, because we had just finished watching this documentary um, on Arnold Schwarzenegger on Netflix. And it was it was pretty good until the very end, until we equated conservatives with Nazis. And then we wrote all that crap off. We're like, gosh, we, we had such high hopes. Nevertheless, we watched Terminator. And did you all realize, first of all, it's an iconic movie. But did you all realize that at the very beginning of, of that movie, the war... Uh, against the machines takes place in 2029. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? They're all using ray guns and there are robot Terminator machines marching around everywhere. And Melanie turns to me and she said, you know what? If, if Joe Biden and the Democrats keep power, this might just be the future that we have. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't argue with it. Um, but yeah, so feeling a little old, um, uh, so my uh, we've got a big blended family. Kids went back to school this week. Melanie's girl, uh, our, my stepdaughters, they go to school uh, this week. So we've got all kinds of chaos around here. But um, so it was in family was in family court today, which is always kind of a struggle. Um, came home today to do show prep. 
and people like will message me and be like, think that like I live some crazy extravagant life. Uh, the reality is I live on a farm in Western Pennsylvania in Beaver County. <laughs> like we've got corn, we've got soy on the farm. Um, and literally like, like, like people think this is some big elaborate studio. No, when I say that you're getting in on the ground floor, I mean it like, like right over there is my cat's litter box. It's off the screen, but no, this is not some big elaborate studio. It's just like, this is in my basement. And I came downstairs and because we have two cats and we have pups McGee and we have five kids that are literally just run. They circumnavigate the, the basement and just run in circles. The dog chases the cat. And my cat came back from, my meetings this morning and the camera was on its side. So I had to reposition the camera to get ready for the show. It was just one of those days. And so I just want to, I just want you to all appreciate how difficult it was for me to get to this moment. I told Brock before I got, before I got in the seat today, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this hour because this is just like one of those days. So maybe I should participate in the mouth breather drinking game today. I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what commander Melanie thinks about all of that um but the deep state so right now uh you'll see popping up um on abc there's an article that came out today on abc news um and it says the 14th amendment section three a new legal battle against trump takes place former president donald trump's legal battles are piling up in washington georgia new york the list goes on but even if all of those cases work out in his favor advocates say a new legal challenge could still sideline him now again take this you know for what it is this is abc um separate from the criminal cases criminal and of course we use the term loosely because we all know that these charges are completely bogus but separate from the criminal cases over the past few weeks a growing body of conservative scholars conservative scholars yeah right by conservative scholars they mean the useful idiots employed at one of their mainstream media outlets or at some ivy league institution these people aren't really conservatives but they're the useful idiots for the mainstream media but i digress conservative scholars have raised the constitutional argument that trump's efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election might make him ineligible to hold federal office ever again so again We've talked about this. I talked about this on Friday, um, and I've talked about this ad nauseum in the program uh, that they, that people, the system, the deep state has been out to get President Trump since he came down that golden escalator. And I'm going to remind you of a lot of the different ways that for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I mean, I know the people that are watching this program likely agree with me and see this stuff for what it is. But so many Americans forget that this stuff even happened. So I'm going to mention it again. Do you remember the the Mueller investigation in the Russia hoax where you had Hillary Clinton uh, uh, fabricate uh, this hoax that the Russians hacked the election and that because they hacked the election, they allowed Donald Trump to become president of the United States? And oh, I even they even go so far as to say that Donald Trump is a puppet of Putin. And then there are hooker tapes and PP tapes and all this other stuff that they completely made up. And then for two years, the first two years of President Trump's presidency, all you heard was Russia hoax this or Russia hoax that. And 
you know, saying that Donald Trump was a foreign agent and then he was an illegitimate president. And then we had Mueller come along and they invested tens of millions of dollars to investigate every aspect of Donald Trump's background. And then you had Adam Schiff out there on the House floor saying that they were going to try Donald Trump Jr. Now, keep in mind, like the president, Donald Trump is a human, right? You is a human being. And you have Adam Schiff out there on the House floor saying about his son that he's going to try him for for treason. Can you imagine what that moment must have been like for him, for someone who ran for president simply to, I mean, guy was a billionaire, had no reason to run for president, but he ran for president simply because he believed in the greatness of America and wanted to keep it great. That That's it. So he's watching. Can you imagine what it was like watching, you know, Adam Schiff, a, a, a ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, saying that he had intelligence, that Donald Trump Jr., his, his son was a traitor and was going to be tried for treason? I mean, absolutely insane. And then Hollywood got on board and then they started singing this weird, creepy song like we wish you a Mueller Christmas. Remember that? Like absolutely crazy. Trump derangement syndrome is real. And then you had the 2020 election come along and then you had Hunter Biden's laptop and clearly what was brazen corruption at every level within the Biden family crime syndicate, you had 50 one intelligence officials out there saying that saying that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian dif- disinformation. This is just a, a, a different time, but the same Russia hoax, right? They and then Twitter and Facebook suspended the Hunter Biden laptop or anybody who would talk about it on social media. Heck, if you even sent a Twitter DM that had Hunter Biden laptop or the or the New York Post story in there about the Hunter Biden laptop, you you were suspended. I mean. The, the collusion between the, uh, the Democrat Party and big tech even suspended the New York Post, which is the oldest newspaper in America. I mean, I mean, there's a million and one examples. Uh, oh, how about impeachment one? How about impeachment two? How about the entire January 6th committee? And you talk about useful idiot Republicans with Adam Kinzinger and, and Liz Cheney. You know, look, I'll tell you, I've I've met them both. They supported my run for Congress in 2020. Um, I don't know what the hell happened to these two people. I, I don't. But again, Trump derangement syndrome is is real. And so you have the January 6th committee where they were releasing select bits of video to make Donald Trump look as bad as humanly possible in the court of public opinion. And they were selectively releasing that video. Do you remember the video of Josh Hawley where it showed Josh Hawley running through the hallways of the Senate chamber? Um, Well, of course, they only released a snippet of that video to make it look like he was running away from from the the whatever was happening on January 6th. Um, But that turned out to be a lie. (laughs) <laughs> it turned out to be a lie. It turned out that Capitol Police were just walking people that way, but they released that little snippet of video footage just to make him look as bad as humanly possible. Why? Because he was he was a Trump supporter. Do you remember what they did to, to Matt Gates with all those fake charges about you know underage girls and all that stuff that were all that stuff was roundly dismissed? They did that to Matt Gates because he's a Trump supporter. Um Look at what they're doing to all the people that are around President Trump in his circle. Look what they're doing to Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows is a good and decent man. They are indicting him, criminally indicting him for asking for the phone number of the Pennsylvania Speaker of the House. Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I mean, this kind of stuff that's happening. I mean, like, and now, of course, with all the indictments, but this kind of stuff that's happening, folks, don't think for a second that it's going to end with Donald Trump. 
And so you have these four indictments and you have this mugshot come out. And we talk, I've talked about on Friday about how this was just the mugshot heard around the world. And again, I didn't come up with that. Uh, Raheem Kasim, the national policy, he came up with that. But it, it's, it's so appropriate. But you want to talk about a massive, massive, massive political miscalculation. That was it. Because Trump now is is pulling in people that aren't necessarily fo- my, my thesis to you. Well, let me just back up and say my thesis to you or my theory on Friday, if you watch the show on Friday, was that 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 the marginalized, the people that have suffered, the people that have been unjustly targeted by, by their government, they all have a president now. All of those people, all of them are now off the sidelines and paying attention. And the reason why that's important is that, I mean, if you look at some of the polling, you know, I would say like maybe 15%, 20% of Americans really pay attention and are woven into the fabric of the news cycle on a day-to-day basis. Yes, I am, of course. All of you are. Uh, Commander Melanie uh, of Fort Parnell, she's wired in too. But the vast majority of people, especially conservatives, just want to live their lives, just want to go watch their kids uh, play or go to a game or watch Steeler football on Sunday. Like Politics isn't what they live and breathe. But what this mugshot did was bring people off the sidelines and into the fight. And now those people, millions of people are paying attention in a way that they have not paid attention. They have not paid attention in this way before. And I'm telling you now, right here, right now, that the Uniparty and the establishment are utterly panicked. Yeah, I'm going to have Rich Barris on sometime this week. Rich Barris is the people's pundit. And I think generally speaking, he is, he is, you know, pollsters, right? It's, it's a tough gig. I don't trust many polls, uh, but as pollsters go, he is just very, very, very good. And, um, you know, he's woven into the fabric of the culture, which in the cultural moment that we're in, which I also think is really important, but he showed me some polling this weekend, yesterday night, just knock your socks off and I'm not going to spoil it for him. So stay tuned and watch the show later this week. And we'll let you know when he comes on, but like, this is, I'll just say this, this is Donald Trump's Republican party. The man, I mean, obviously you see all the polling in the primary and about how this is, you know, uh, the GOP debate happened last week and the debate was about how Trump should debate or not. Or, and then there were even Republican candidates calling Trump a coward because he didn't debate like, yeah, okay. You're calling the guy who's been indicted by the Biden justice department four times a coward. One of the only ones, actually the only one who's been relentless in pursuit of an election in 2020 that was clearly not above board. I mean, not only are is the Biden Justice Department singling him out and going after him for challenging that election. I mean, it's completely morally backwards. And, and they're not going after the people who set the conditions for the election to be conducted like that. They're going after the one man who's saying, wait a second, this doesn't add up. And so I'm telling you, the tide is changing. They're not going to be able to 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 cheat enough, harvest enough ballots, rig the election in a way. They're not going to be able to do any of that this time around. And I'm going to tell you, like this, this is a poll that just came out today. I'm reading it from Fox News on my phone here. Um, and this is, you know, 
uh, again, it, it's it's a poll, so take take it for what you will. But it's so I want to read you. It's support among Black voters. Okay, um, in 2020, the Fox News voter analysis, Biden 91 percent of of the Black vote. And by the way, I I absolutely loathe putting people into categories like this. I I really I I absolutely despise you know, judging people by the color of their skin and not the content of their character and breaking people down into little small voting blocks. You know how I all, how I feel about this. Like we're all Americans first, period, end of story. But this is how some of these polls are. But uh, 91% for Joe Biden in 2020, the black vote, um, 8% for President Trump. Now, as of August 11th to the 14th, okay, uh, now the black vote, 61% Biden, 20% Trump. Okay, listen, folks, this is a tectonic shift. Now, again, it's early. Anything could happen, but this is a this is a tectonic shift. If those numbers hold, and and you know maybe the mar I, I I saw people saying that the margin of error was higher uh, in that category for what I just read to you. I, look, I don't know. All I'm telling you is that you know I, I don't have a crystal ball, but if those numbers hold, it's game over for Democrats. It just is. There's nothing that they can do to stop him if he gets on that ballot. And that's where we are right now. A new challenge has been filed in federal court to have Donald Trump removed from the 2024 race under the 14th Amendment. Okay, Attorney Lawrence Kaplan filed a challenge claiming Trump cannot legally be on the 2024 ballot because he engaged in an insurrection. Oh, now I see why you use that word insurrection so inappropriately a couple of years ago. I was one. I thought that you guys were just a bunch of stupid mouth breeders trying to use hyperbolic language to make President Trump look bad. No, it's you know what? It's almost like they plan to do this the whole time, but put a pin in that. Let me read you what this mouth-breathing attorney said. So the bottom line here is that President Trump both engaged in an insurrection and also gave aid and comfort to other individuals who were engaging in such actions. With the clear meaning of those terms as defined in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Kaplan said in his filing, assuming that the public record to date is accurate and we have no evidence to the contrary, Trump is no longer eligible to seek the office of the President of the United States or any other state of the union. Bottom line is, they know that they can't beat him, so they have to do stuff like this. Look, the term insurrection. All right. January 6th, get this out of the way, right up front, was not an insurrection. I was in combat. I've seen what an insurrection is. What happened on January 6th was not an insurrection. For goodness sake, Congress was back at work in two hours. I mean, for come on. The vast majority of people who were there didn't even know that there was even a mostly peaceful protest at the Capitol that day. They had no clue. So the use of the term insurrection to me, even back in, you know, 2020, 2021, uh, it was just totally inappropriate. I thought way over the top. I said, man, what the hell are they doing? And you know what it almost felt like? It's like, this is just part of a marketing campaign, just like what they did with, 
with 14 days to slow the spread and wear your mask. Mask it mask protect you. They protect the other people. Wear your mask. Like like all of these marketing slogans that the left uses. Oh, oh, the big lie. Like that the, the 2020 election was a, a, a big lie uh, that Republicans who challenge the election are taking part in the big lie. Or or how about this one? Here's another liberal buzz phrase that they like to use. Read read any Associated Press article um, about the 2020 elections, and they always use the phrase, and it could be really any of these mainstream outlets, but Donald Trump's baseless claims of fraud. It has been largely it, it's largely known that there's been no widespread voter fraud. They use that all the time. Baseless claims of election fraud. Baseless, baseless, baseless. Clearly, anyone with half of a brain who's not drinking state Kool-Aid knows that it's not baseless. For God's sake, these people are ridiculous. But back to insurrection, they started saying the word insurrection over and over and over again in a totally inappropriate fashion. And initially back in the day, I thought, well, maybe this, maybe they're just, maybe these people are just idiots, <laughs> you know, maybe these people are just, you know, they, maybe they just, I don't know. They're idiots. They're mouth breathers or morons. They just want to make president Trump look bad. They want to try to hurt his legacy. Now that I see this, this, this 14th amendment challenge about those who engage in insurrection, it's crystal clear. They had this planned from way back then, like even with the people with Ray Epps and January 6th and all the undercover officers that, by the way, no one's been honest about until this point. Or how about this? Who laid the pipe bomb uh, outside the RNC and the DNC on January 6th? Who did that? It's, it's amazing to me that you don't know because you were able to track down grandmothers who were who are now charged with unlawful parading for January 6th, but you don't know. Who laid the pipe bomb outside of the DNC and RNC? It seems kind of crazy to me. Who's Ray Epps? We don't know. But what about all of these videos of, of, of undercover cops that were clearly part of the crowd trying to rile things up? They're professional agitators. We haven't gotten any, any answers about any of them. It seems like all of this, calling this an insurrection, branding an, an, an insurrection, the January 6th committee where all they did was talk about insurrection this and insurrection that, to now, so consider this, this is another very important point that I want you all to remember. They could have brought these indictments in the three years since Donald Trump has left office. He left office in, in January of 2021. Well, it's, it's, it's August of 2023. What were they doing in the interim? Like if these, if these, if Donald Trump was such a threat to democracy and these, these criminal, criminal, fake criminal charges that they're charging him with were so urgent. Well, why the hell didn't they charge him with them right away? They didn't because they were waiting to see how he would perform in this race. Now they see that the guy's damn near unstoppable. The guy's absolutely wiping the floor with every other Republican candidate in this race. and now. He's public enemy number one, because I told you this on Friday. They see that they cannot, especially now since this mugshot has come out, they cannot beat Trump at the ballot box. They know that. And by the way, I also want you to, to remember this, too. Remember all those like never Trump conservatives who were never Trump in 2016 and, and, and now are kind of falling back into the never Trump stuff? They're saying that the Democrats were just indicting him because they they wanted Trump to win in the primary. I mean, of course, that 
is completely ridiculous because if that were the case, I mean, why do all this extra stuff? The, the mugshot was a huge miscalculation, and now they're doing 14th Amendment challenge to charge the man with insurrection to remove him from the ballot altogether. So my question is to these never-Trumpers, at what point – now, you are a Republican, you are a conservative, you are supposed to believe in the Constitution. At what point will there be a line that is that it, that is unacceptable for these communists to cross for you? At what point – do you see what's going on and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Now they're trying to remove the leading presidential candidate from the ballot. They're trying to remove him from the ballot in primary states. And it's not just radical leftists. How about this? New Hampshire Secretary of State David Scanlon is considering a plan to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot under the 14th Amendment. So, again, they're trying to rig the 2024 election and they're doing it in plain sight. The plan was introduced by Trump-endorsed attorney Bryant Mesner, who ran for a state Senate seat in 2020. The pair met on Friday to discuss the plan. I really don't view myself as turning on Trump, as odd as that sounds. I love this country. I've served this country. I've taken an oath to, to, to this country. My sons are serving right now, and I believe someone's got to step up and defend the Constitution. Someone needs to take some, some, le some action legally so this thing can get in front of the Supreme Court sooner rather than later to interpret this section. What? what? So you're honestly taking the position that Donald Trump on January 6th saying from a stage, Make your way down to the Capitol and let your voices be peacefully and patriotically heard. Peacefully and patriotically. Conducted an insurrection to overthrow the government of the United States? Uh, like, who, what? Trump left office. He left peacefully. You're, so clearly, it was not an insurrection. He did not, set, he did not secede with a group of states from the Union. He did not declare himself president thereafter. He left office. Clearly, it wasn't an insurrection. I mean, it's, and oh, by the way, oh, by the way, I thought that Trump was impeached for this in the House by these crazy commies, commie Dems. He wasn't criminally charged in the Senate. It was dismissed. So what the hell is going on here? I mean, for Republicans, especially Republicans who have been endorsed by Trump. Well, at what point is enough enough to these never Trumpers? My God, like you're worse than these communists. Because, you know, again, the old adage in politics, like, oh, you always hear Republicans, especially, but politicians in general. Yeah, I got your back. I got your back. Anytime you hear that, you should say, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll believe that. You know, I, I know you got my back because I'll feel the knife. It's absolutely unacceptable what's happening in this country and that Republicans are some some Republicans are playing along with it. It's just sick. It's just sick. Today, just before the show, um, just before the show kicked off, news came down the pike that Judge Chutkin is also getting in on the action. Uh, and she set a primary date um, on March 4th, 2024. Now. <laughs> Again, this is crazy to me because this is the day before Super Tuesday. 
This is the day before one of the most important presidential primary days, period. Now, the reason why this is significant is that Jack Smith, the beady-eyed, mouth-breathing, jittery, you know, communist source-funded special prosecutor who's in charge of all of this uh, political persecution, he wanted the case to be had in January, January of 2024. The Trump administrator, the, uh, President Trump, wanted his trial to be some point in, in in 2026 after the presidential election. Also, a, a very compelling point, there are over 12.1 million pages of discovery. 12.1 million pages. So Trump's attorneys were basically like, wait, this is a lot of discovery. How the hell am I going to review, review 12, million, 12 million pages of discovery if you set the trial date in January, which is what, again, what Jack Smith was asking for. Well, Judge Chutkin basically said, no, we're not doing either. And she picks March 4th. She picked March 4th. Now, here are all the states holding their primaries on Super Tuesday. This is one of the most important days in a presidential election cycle. It's the, Again, March 4th is the day before Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado. Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. All of these states are holding their primary the day after Judge Chutkin set the trial. Now, I, it cannot get more clear. Like, if you can't see what these people are doing by now, then I got nothing for you. Like you are the definition. I'm not referring to any of you here or watching or, or anybody who actually sees, but the people who can't see what's happening, definition of useful idiots, definition of definition of mouth breathers, because this is clearly, clearly, clearly election interference. There's no, no question about it. And then add to this, which has also came down the pike this weekend. Biden officials met with special counsel Jack Smith's aide weeks before the Trump indictment. This is from just the news, but it was also in the New York Post. Uh, a top aide to special counsel Jack Smith met with a member of the White House, uh, White House counsel's office, and an FBI agent just weeks before Smith brought charges against the former President Donald Trump for allegedly mishandling classified documents. White House visitor logs show, show and all of this causes conservatives to raise the alarm about possible coordinated effort, efforts to target president joe biden uh, to target president joe biden's likely 2024 opponent folks this is crazy you know how i've said for the past 2 weeks that that they want you to believe that the system is functioning as it should they want you to believe that the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland, who, by the way, is appointed by Joe Biden, um, they want you to believe that all of these things are operating independently. Joe Biden's lackeys, because he can't do an interview himself, he can't even speak in a coherent sentence. All of these people were on all these Sunday shows this past weekend talking about, no, oh, well, we don't, we don't want anything to do with uh, the, the DOJ. Uh, J Joe Biden has said he wants his Department of Justice to be uh, completely independent on this matter. And, you know, of course, <laughs> we haven't talked to, to, to Merrick Garland about any of this. <laughs> Wrong. I mean, clearly, you have. why would some mid-level lackey from the Department of Justice be meeting 
in the White House, in the White House counsel's office with an FBI agent as at the exact same time that Donald Trump was engaging with the National Archives to turn in classified documents or at least working with them hand in hand, no issues whatsoever. Why would all of these people meet in the White House just weeks before Donald Trump was indicted down at Mar-a-Lago for secret documents? Never mind the fact that Donald Trump is protected by Secret Service agents 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that Mar-a-Lago is a fortress of a compound, that Donald Trump is also covered by the Presidential Records Act. He can look at a document and say, he's the ultimate declassification authority. He can look at a document and say, that's declassified. That's declassified. I'm taking this with me. This is declassified. Like nobody else has been held to this standard. Mike Pence had classified documents. George W. Bush had classified documents. Bill Clinton had classified documents. George H. W. Bush had classified documents. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Barack Obama, who had tens of thousands of pages, but also Joe Biden, who took classified documents when he was a U.S. senator. Guess who's not protected by the Presidential Records Act? United States senators. Well, Joe Biden had classified documents in his garage next to his 67 Corvette that he was afraid of losing in a house fire. Remember when he told that to the to the victims of Maui? Like, this is a guy that had classified documents at, at University of Pennsylvania. This guy had thousands of classified documents all over the place for with no feasible reason to have them. Yet, who are they prosecuting? Who are they going after? It's not these Democrats and Republicans that are a part of the Uniparty. They're doing it to go after President Trump. And the reason why they are doing this. The reason why they're just pulling out all the stops to stop them is that they've seen the polling. Trump is pulling people out of the woodwork that would not otherwise even vote in an election for a Republican. He's making people pay attention to the political process in this country. Maybe people who have never even voted before ever. I mean, and and, and so let me just break this down by the numbers. Okay. This is really, really important. Um, Trump has raised over $7.1 million since his mugshot was released by the Fulton County Jail. $7 million. Okay? So this mass, massive fundraising hall was fueled by mugshot merchandise. Uh, the Trump campaign also sent uh, set a personal record by raising $4.18 million in a 24-hour period, the most ever for his campaign. In the last three weeks, okay, in the last three weeks, President Trump has raised over $20 million, mostly from what you call small, small dollar donors. I cannot even be, it, it's difficult to describe how powerful that is. It, when you look at how federal fundraising is for a candidate who runs for federal office. Now, I'm not talking governor or state senate state house they're not a part of this right i'm talking federal level congress senate um president some of the fundraising rules are a little bit different for president but it, but in a general election and in a primary the the max you can give is $3300 there are only so many people who can give $3300 in a primary and in a general election okay there are not many people that can give that kind of money so it becomes about raising money from small dollar donors. I mean, tens, thousands, hundred thousands, millions of small dollar donors. Number one, those are people who, if as long as you're given under the cap of $3,300, they can give a dollar, $2, $5 a month, every month leading up to the election cycle. You got 
two, three million people doing that, you're raising record sums of money. It's also representative of enthusiasm behind a candidate. When you look at how many small dollar donors a, a candidate has, it means that people are really excited, not just not just excited. They're, they're not just excited. Not that they saw a speech and they like what he had to say. No, people are excited so much so that they're reaching into their wallet and giving someone money to raise a campaign. And when they do that, they're buying into you. They're investing in you. They're investing in a better future. Do you know how hard that is for for many Americans in the economy and in this country as it stands today? I mean, people are really, really struggling right now. And the fact that Donald Trump raised over $7 million since that mugshot was released and over 20 plus million dollars in the last three weeks. I mean, people would have you believe that Trump is, is dead in the water, that he can't win in general. I could not disagree more with that sentiment. You know, not to not to mention that they all said the exact same thing in 2016. And keep in mind that in 2020, even with an election that was not above board. Okay, Donald Trump still almost won. And they had to pull out all the stops, rig the process at every level, whether it's through corrupt courts, whether it was through ballot drop boxes, whether it was leveraging a pandemic, whether it was through no excuse mail in ballots and removing guardrails around the mail in ballots. They did everything. It still was only 40,000 votes across three swing states. That's it. And so now, what the hell are they going to do? Donald Trump and, and much of the general election polling that, that I've seen in the last 72 hours have Donald Trump beating Joe Biden in a general election. Now, at the same point last year, the Emerson poll that just came out today has Donald Trump up two over Joe Biden. At the same point in the 2020 cycle, Biden was up four or five. Something has changed. Something has changed. I want to I want to play a video for you of MSNBC, of all the proof that I've laid out from, from the time Trump has come down that escalator to the fourth, these 14th Amendment legal challenges to remove him from the ballot, and then Judge Chutkin saying that she wants his, his court date in, in the D.C. indictments to be a day before Super Tuesday. Now you've got these, these radical, commie, mouth-breathing Democrats on national news cycles telling you exactly what to expect. And when they tell you this stuff, listen, check this out. As far as I'm concerned, the the all of these court cases, all of these indictments don't mean anything if he's still able to run for president next year. If, if, if Unless he is found uh, disqualified from running for president, he is still a danger to our democracy. So if this is a step in the direction of preventing him from running again or forcing him to step down, then it's great. If well, it's let me, not, let me push you it's on just that. more window dressing in the process. Oh, Donald Trump is such a danger to democracy that we must destroy democracy to stop him. Are you are you freaking kidding me? These people are so 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 stupid. Beware of dumb people who can get on television in front of millions of people. They spread their dumb ideas to everybody. This man's point is that Donald Trump is a danger to democracy, so we have to destroy democracy in order to save it. Okay, that is some you know, circular firing squad type logic right there. I mean, these people are so disgusting that it just makes me sick. They're actively destroying this country. It, 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 
But my point to you all is that these people aren't hiding it anymore. They are telling you exactly what their motivation is. We are doing what we're doing. If these indictments don't stop him, Donald Trump is still a danger to democracy. We have to challenge him with these 14. We have to remove him from the ballot because these indictments aren't enough. Never mind the fact that it could land an innocent man, you know, in jail for the rest of his life on trumped up political charges, effectively destroy somebody who ran for office just wanting to save this country, ran for office as an ultimate outsider, wasn't a Republican, was, wasn't a, a Democrat. I mean, he ran as a Republican, I know. But he's not a member of the Uniparty. I mean, the moment that Donald Trump was out of power, you know, there were many Republicans in the House and the Senate that started stabbing him in the back, left and right. Now, I have a real problem with that. And so this argument about loyalty, Trump talks about loyalty and the media likes to spin it like he's some damn mafia boss or something. Kiss the ring. You know, it's not like that. It's that Donald Trump has done a lot for these people, especially as some of these insiders on his campaign or consultants that have worked for him. Donald Trump has made these people a lot of money. Donald Trump is, is responsible for making these people a lot of money. Donald Trump is responsible for many of these people, their, their political careers. And now to have these very same people stab him in the back and use the platform that Donald Trump helped them get to stab him in the back. It just makes me sick to my stomach. You know, there's that old phrase, that old adage. I can't remember who said it, it was a Truman. If you want loyalty in politics, get a dog. You know, I think in our party, in the Republican Party, we could use a little bit more loyalty because a house that's divided against itself can't stand. and. The Democrats love when we do this stuff. Not all Republicans are taking this laying down, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna love this. So I've been like, uh, I've been like really all in on some of the negative stuff, but this is really good. Andy Biggs, who is a great uh, congressman, um, has introduced a new bill to defund lawless Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis after she indicted President Trump for questioning the 2020 election. So. Hey, this is another Republican that's standing up and fighting. Kudos to Andy Biggs. Now, get this, get this. The Willis Act, W-I-L-L-I-S, stands for Withholding Investments from Lawless Litigators in States Act. And I see what you did there. Golf clap. Well done. Well done, Andy Biggs. Here's a statement. The indictments from Fulton County Grand Jury are some of the weakest and most ridiculous I've ever seen, Big said. President Trump and the 18 others mentioned were indicted for mundane activities like sending a text message. So true. Making a phone call, reserving a conference room and tweeting. This is a blatant attack on our American freedoms. Our national debt is at an all time high. We cannot afford to have our federal government funding DA corrupt DA offices quest for national fame through political witch hunts. Now, I've said the Republican path forward here is very clear I, to me. Like, I'm tired of, of committees. I think committees, like, they serve a purpose. And I think James Comer has done a great job in being relentless at exposing Biden corruption. I'm not against any of that as long as something comes of it. I'm tired of committees that elicit nothing. Remember the committee on Benghazi, how horrific that event was and how how Hillary Clinton, what difference does it make? Like literally nobody was held accountable for it. Um, I'm tired of that stuff. I, I want to see some accountability. 
but I, I understand the importance of committees. And so I'm not trying to bash that stuff too much. Um, but I'm tired of strongly worded tweets. I'm tired of strongly worded letters. The path forward here for the Republican Party, if they want to survive, and yes, I mean that, I believe that our country is on the ropes. These radical communist Democrats in Washington are an existential threat to this country. And like, don't listen to me. Listen to what they say. When they say that they want to fundamentally transform this nation, what do you think that means? How do you transform something without destroying what it once was? Now, I don't know about you all, but I grew up in America in an America that I loved. It doesn't mean that things always went my way. In fact, no, my, my, much of my life has been defined by failure. But the blessings of America is that I can get up as many times as I want. It's my choice. You know, there's not a government, you know, holding me down and forcing me into a class system and preventing upward mobility. I determine that future. Me. And me alone. And we, I grew up in a time where, you know, I, 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 you know, my dad who used to drive me to sports and stuff, sit in the car with my dad and my mom. And I used to look at some of these big houses in the corner. And my dad used to say, you know, if you work hard enough, you know, you might live in one of those houses one day. And one of those big houses might just be yours. If you just, just work hard enough. And now, you know, I feel like the Democrats would have you believe that the person who lives in that house is house cheated. To get to get to where they are, you know, I don't know what's happening in this country or what happened to Democrats or why they hate this country so much. But clearly, they've been brainwashed, and never in my life have I seen more clearly than before I ran for office that we really, truly are in a spiritual war in this country. Good and evil really does exist. I saw it every day. I got a peek behind the curtain, and folks, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get overly religious with you, but there's a reason why the front lines of the spiritual fight in our world is happening in America. It's because America for my whole life has been amazing. It's been exceptional. It's been that shining city on a hill that Ronald Reagan used to talk about. It, it It's it's an unlimited unlimited opportunities in this country where freedom is all over the place i mean that doesn't mean that you know you're not born and sometimes to do a tough station in life and that you have to you have to work your you have to work hard to get to where you go it's not always going to be easy none of that is promised but at least here you're free you know you have people all over the world who still believe in that that risk everything to come here and by the way come legally like I would much rather have an immigrant who comes to this country and loves this country than some purple-haired grad freak that hates the Constitution and wants to burn it down and tear down all our monuments. Like, there, there is America is a place that people are willing to die and risk their families and risk everything to come here. You have to ask yourself, why the hell are all of these Democrats out there trying to destroy it so hard? Like, why? It's because they don't like this country. They despise this country. It's because they believe that the Constitution is an inherently evil thing for some reason, even though the Constitution at its core is a contract between the people, the citizens of this country and our government, a contract that limits 
the power and authority of an all-powerful state that affords us a bill of rights that is that is that is always growing not rights bestowed upon us by a government but rights that are bestowed upon us by our creator by god so you want to know why there's a spiritual fight happening in america right now it's because of stuff it's because of that and i'm afraid i have to say i, I I'm afraid for the future of my country because never never in my life would I have ever thought that Democrats would want to tear down all the things that make this country so great. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you know America hasn't had our dark spots. It doesn't mean that that you know when we talk about building a more perfect union that's an that's an evolving concept. You know, obviously there were dark spots in our history. But what makes America exceptional what makes America truly exceptional is that people in this country, both Democrat and Republican, my whole life up until this moment, have worked hard to right the wrongs of our past, to make and work towards a more perfect union. Democrats today don't want that in Washington. They talk about packing the Supreme Court and destroying, I mean, if you haven't lost total faith in our system, I mean, that surely will be the nail in the coffin, right? When they talk about flooding our border, you know, I mean, we have millions of illegal immigrants coming into this country, like millions, millions every year. Why? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, if those illegal immigrants were coming to America and by and large voting Republican, the border would have been secured 30 years ago. You bet your ass that 100% that's the case. If you didn't want to destroy this country, you weren't actively trying to destroy this country. I mean, why wage war on our law enforcement? Why try to defund the police? Why? These are men and women who put a gun on their hip and a badge on their chest and they kiss their family goodbye and they don't know if they're ever going to come home. Why make their more job more difficult? Their job ain't easy. Not to say that cops are always perfect. They make mistakes just like everybody else and there are bad ones just like in every other profession in the world. But like actively go to war to defund police departments. These are men and women who don't make a whole hell of a lot of money that risk their life for you every day to serve and protect this community. The Democrats would have you believe that they're terrible, evil, and racist people. Why? These lockdowns, you know, people like Fauci, people like Burks, who are clearly Democrats, they want to force vaccine mandates on you. I mean, Joe Biden just came out today, and Corrine Jean-Pierre said today that the Biden administration, uh, there's a new vaccine coming out, and they're going to encourage everybody to get vaccinated. Like vaccine mandates? Why? It just seems like, oh, why the war on the Second Amendment? Why are Democrats constantly trying to roll back the Second Amendment, if not to gain leverage over the people? I've heard it said multiple times that an armed society is a polite society, and I agree. The, the Second Amendment makes us citizens. If that goes away, we're just subjects, subject to the whims of what is now a federal government that has clearly been weaponized against the people. It just seems like every time there's a mass shooting, they blame the gun. And every time I see the left before the bodies and are even are even 
in the ground of these tragic and horrible mass shootings, which oftentimes happen in gun-free zones, just the facts. It makes me wonder why they always trot out a political agenda. It's because they look at things through the lens of no, no Christ, let no crisis go to waste. They want to seize on people's emotions using bad faith political arguments while people's emotions are charged to try to force their political agenda on people, to try to roll back the Second Amendment. You have to just ask yourself why. It's not because they believe in gun control. There's more sinister forces behind that. It's because they want government to have the authority over the people. They don't want the check and balance of the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is the one that protects all the rest. And anytime you see Democrats come out and start talking about gun control, gun control, gun control, I want you all to say, why are you blaming me, a law-abiding gun owner, for the actions of a criminal? We don't do that anywhere else. Why are you blaming me for the actions of a criminal? It seems like you're trying to convince me that society is somehow guilty of this crime just simply because a criminal commits a crime. It's flawed logic. And folks, we should push back against this in every way, shape, or form. You know, I've talked <laughs> talked a lot. I have so much that I didn't get to, but I want to respect the fact that you all have been here Um with me for damn near an hour now a lot's going to get left on the on the cutting room floor tonight but we'll pick it up tomorrow um but i do want to end with um a segment on monday <laughs> brock and i were talking you know what do we want to end the show on because every every day we want to be able to like want to end the show on we want to have what it make this show give you something to expect when you watch um and you know we were just brainstorming some stuff before i get to that i just want to thank cabot guns um, we're really, really grateful, uh, to Cabot gun support. They make the best pistols in this, in this country, bar none. They're a shooter's pistol. Um, check them out. They're a founding sponsor of this program as well. Thank you, Cabot guns. But we're going to call this the F around and find out segment. So again, keep in mind, I had a tough weekend this weekend, had an even tougher day, you know, I, um, and I saw this video and I sent it to Brock and Brock was like, Brock was like, dude, this video has been out like all day. This isn't news. Um, and I said, well, I've kind of just turned it into the news cycle now. So I'm playing catch up. But I saw this video and it made my day. And I think it will make your day as well. But this is what we call the F around and find out segment. Please. 
so these people, these climate protesters. Now, so we were going to like, we have this whole segment planned on climate change. I'm going to, I'm going to get to that tomorrow. Um, but this is amazing because I think, you know, I told you people are waking up. People are so totally sick and tired of this, this crazy radical leftist crap. These climate protesters were blocking traffic uh, for the Burning Man Festival. And I think, was that what you call it, Burning Man? I, I don't know. I guess I'm just not hip enough to know this stuff anymore. But they had blocked traffic for like hundreds of miles. <laughs> and like, this, this, uh, these cops rolled up there and saw these climate protesters sitting there protesting. And you clearly wasted no time taking them out. And I'm glad, thankful to our law enforcement officers because people are just so, people are so tired of this crap. They're so tired of putting up with the illogical viewpoints of these radical leftists that 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 are not based in science for uh, which I can't stand even using that word which aren't based in science or fact in any way but simply emotions um so kudos to those cops for doing the right thing um again so tomorrow um we got so much to cover tomorrow we're going to talk about climate change, which is center stage, right? Since uh, Vivek talked about the climate change agenda being a, a hoax. Um, and of course, within the context of Maui and all these, all these mouth-breathing Democrats are talking about the Maui wild, wildfires being caused by climate change. Newsflash, it wasn't. And the government in Hawaii just came out and said exactly what caused the fire. Um, as to whether or not you can believe that, I don't know. Um, but are those are those idiots going to be held accountable for any of that? We'll see. Um, I also wanted to talk about, you know, this crazy, crazy trans agenda and the fact that our, the U.S. government in the state, some states in this country, specifically in New Jersey, are suing boards of education to stop telling parents when a child in school wants to gender transition, essentially encouraging children to keep secrets from their parents about their sexual identity. Why teachers want to talk about this stuff with students, students, I don't know. When I was growing up, my parents used to say, if, if an adult other, you know, if an adult tries to tell you to keep a secret from us, you tell us, I mean, frankly, that's grooming behavior. Um, I'm going to talk about that. And we're going to, we're going to do a deep dive, uh, and an exploration of just that's how crazy the trans agenda is in this country. So as always, thank you for watching uh, Battleground Live. Be sure, please, um, like or rumble this program. It's a little green thumb there in the bottom. It helps us get noticed. Um, you know, it really does. Or subscribe to this channel uh, because it's totally and completely free to you. We're always going to do everything we can to deliver the truth to you so you can stand on that pillar of truth and push back against the radical left. Um, and as always, uh, thank you all. God bless. God bless you all. And God bless this amazing country that we call home. I will see you all tomorrow at five o'clock. Take care. Good night. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.